So, welcome to the Illuminati Podcast, Andrew Pina. I think it's your your first time on the podcast. I believe so, my first time, and also welcome to my home state of Rhode Island. Yeah, and treating us well. The lobster was fantastic. I I failed my goal of getting four. I ate three. They were big this year. They were big. Uh, they're uh, on steroids this year. I, I only had one because uh, I'm looking at my girl's figure. I guess <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, no, it was delicious. Everything was great. Um, you know, just fortuitous. You live in Canada, and it yeah. just so happened that the I was a coming trip kind of lined up, right? Yeah, I had a week off, so I was like, you know, I was going to come here. I'm going to New York City on Wednesday, so it's like, okay, this could actually work out. And I hadn't been to this before, so it's pretty fun. My home state, it's pretty nice. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, flew in with the team. Uh, we were on the same flight. Whoa, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we uh, same Southwest flight, you know. If Southwest, if you're looking for a sponsorship opportunity, I'm here. Um, <laughs> flew in, went and played golf at Newport I, National. I think you hit up Southwest enough on Twitter. I know, man. They still haven't. They still haven't <laughs> hit me back. That's kind of rude. Don't send me to your deals. Give me like a, a real deal. Um, <laughs> played the round of my life today at Newport National. Like. Everything was going straight. Every a highly shot was, esteemed golf course. Apparently oh, a difficult yeah. course. Oh, very difficult. Like <laughs> up and down, hilly. Uh, the oh. bunkers are, if you're in there, you're, you might as well just get a towel and just kind of lay out because it's going to be tough for you to get out. Um, the rough is like, there's like three types of rough. And if you get in the thick shit, you're, you're stuck. Um, but everything went really well. My wedges were perfect. Um <laughs> I was I was striping the ball down the fairway with my driver, um, but the, the highlight was a par three, second to last hole. Um, got it to the green and one uh, was the closest to the pin at twenty two feet one inch, and then sank the putt for birdie. Uh, it was a real nice way to cap off the day. Like if we were playing a scramble, um, if. If I was playing by myself, I could have. It was going to be an eighty-five to ninety shot. Like I was, it was going to be a career high for me. Like I was, I was stroking it. I was feeling it. Really? Uh, yeah. It was. It was Wait, a lot so what's, of fun. Your, what's your career high? I've your never best? broken a hundred. Like it was that yeah. good. Wow. It was, it was going to be that kind of. So thing. you would have been like completely shattering. Oh, <laughs> absolutely shattered. Like <laughs> I don't know, man. It was, it was a really good day. Your key was what? Because you played last week. I played last week, and you hadn't played in like what a year. I didn't played. I played, including today. I've played three times in 2019. Okay, and uh, that's your key. Now you got every every year before. Yeah, you got to play one, one round anywhere. Play the claw, even. Well, I, I have some class. I'm not playing at the claw. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we. I saw Vern Ludquist. He's going to be the MC tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, Hobnob with some SIDs and saw Michael Kelly, saw Andy Katz. I mean, it's 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 a yeah. great time. You guys can it's never get out of here. It they put on a good show. We do know it's going to be here. Yeah, yeah. Man, that hair is something else. You, you like you see the pictures and you see it on TV, but seeing his hair in person. Um, Dan Holgerson, new Houston head coach. It, it's it's yeah. majestic. Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> it's a, I, I hadn't seen him in person before, and I, I was surprised how not tall he is. He's a, he's a short man. Yeah, uh, maybe this, this conference might have the record for not that tall coaches. No, <laughs> uh, I think Randy Etzel might be the tallest one. 
He, he's tall. Coach Ken's tall. Phil Montgomery. Ken's a big dude. Ken is surprisingly yeah. big. He's a big guy. <laughs> um, but hopefully going to talk to Houston's De'Eric King yeah. uh, tomorrow because his co-offense coordinator is Markwell Blackwell. Oh, yeah. Oh, so that, yeah, we can ask hopefully. him some questions about Marco. Yeah. And, I mean, yes, I know everyone hates De'Eric King because of fourth and fourth and De'Eric and oh. the... <laughs> Uh, I think it was either third and seven or fourth and seven last year and spin move off. I think it was Greg Reeves yeah. for a touchdown that kind of ended the game right then and there in the first half. Yeah, he's and, gotten the better of us for a couple seasons. Yep. So, oh, well. Yeah. Um, where, where are you excited about for tomorrow? For tomorrow, uh, I hope to get to talk to Vern. I'm a huge fan of Vern Longquist. I still play uh, – uh, NCAA College Hoops 2K8. Oh, wow. Because he's on it. <laughs> on my, it's like, I think it's the last game I play on my PS3. Well, no, it's not. That's NCAA football I also play on PS3. Um, but, no, I'm excited to, to, to meet Vern. I mean, it's it's crazy. I guess he knew he's, clo- he's close with, with uh, Mike Oresco, Mike Oresco yeah, that, I mean, from CBS Vern. days. Yeah, so... I think this is the third time in four years that Vern's going to be emceeing it. Uh, Kevin Nagandi of ESPN did it last year, and he came on the podcast. So hopefully we can get Vern. It would be nice to get Vern on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. What, what were your thoughts of the the dinner and the festivities tonight? It was cool. It was it was uh, it's it's like it's kind of this thing where it's really cool and it's also subdued a little bit because it's on the water and it's really pretty sunset and all that so you don't like it's not like a rah-rah thing it's like oh this is everybody's kind of like this is really cool kind of talking a little bit whispers because it's such a nice nice venue Mm -hmm. uh it's not like over the it's i mean when they when they unveil the 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 clam bake that part's a little bit over the top because everybody's all around it but otherwise it's it's kind of like a nice chill yeah absolutely um what something that I've noticed, and uh, our partner Richard Johnson pointed out that there's not that many media members here this year. It was uh, the, the golf outing wasn't as big. Um, there wasn't as many people tonight at the Clambake, unfortunately. Um, and I think that kind of goes down to there's not a, there's not a star in this conference this year. Yeah, I mean Derek is. Derek is the he, star. He's but, the star, probably by like leaps and bounds. But if you gotta go to the next person. Yeah, um, but I mean he was twirling away on a, a subpar Houston team last year, so yeah. it's not it's not like you had uh, you know Ed Oliver last year, yeah. uh, who was you know by far the best player in the conference, um, top ten draft pick. It loves riding horses <laughs> like it. Richard Johnson had a great piece on him um, mm-hmm. last year. And uh, you know, it, it's, this was supposed to be Mackenzie Milton's time to shine. This was this was going to be his media day, and unfortunately, yeah. you know, the injury happened, and then Daryl Mack Jr. goes down, and Brandon Wimbush from Notre Dame is going to be the UCF starting quarterback. But is he they, here? No, He's they didn't bring him. Oh, okay, they did not bring him. They brought, I think, they brought three guys. Some teams, I know Navy only brought two. We have four. We have four. We have uh, Kirk Livingstone, uh, Greg Reeves, Blake Barnett, and Mitch Wilcox. Um, Mitch Wilcox talks a big game, but uh, I have it on good authority that he did not eat more lobsters than the other three participants in the tournament. Um, <laughs> Kirk Livingstone ate six last year, so I, 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 the smart money would be on him. Yeah. So, we, we were at, what, five? when I think we were at five probably like two hours ago. Who knows if they're still eating? <laughs> I mean, uh, defensive line need to eat, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but... 
I'm excited. There's, uh, I think, in the conference, there's, you know, there's four really good teams. Yeah. Seven. I don't know any. I don't. I don't know. And then there's UConn. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think. I think that Navy's probably going to have a bounce back. I mean, we don't know, but um, I think they could definitely bounce back. They, they, I guess because they had to adjust to the offensive line rule changes from last year. Mm-hmm. They have a full off season to adjust to that and see how it was from last year. I, I think that they're not going to be. They won't be down two years in a row. No, I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they're not going to win more than three games like they did last year. Um, well, what's what's good, important for Navy is Malcolm Perry is now going to be full-time quarterback. Yeah. And I, he was splitting his time at, at slot back by receiver. And I think that kind of stunted the team's growth because no one really knew who the quarterback was going to be from week to week. And getting that one person, that one voice, especially in triple option, when your communication is it's paramount, it really is. And if, if you're not on the same page, uh, you know, the meshes aren't right. The reads aren't right, and this is what happens. So yeah. hopefully, Coach Kenning turns it around. Um, but I think, you know, I voted. I voted in the preseason poll. Uh, I picked Cincinnati to win the the conference. I'm really high on them. I don't understand why people are, you know, picking them for like five and a half wins. Like I, they do have a tough schedule, but I I don't I mean, see a five the tough schedule game difference yeah. in that schedule. The tough schedule is. I mean, it's it's going to be a big thing. They got to play Ohio State. How are they going to react after that? Because most likely they won't win that game. Uh, and then they go on the. I think their three toughest games in the conference are on the road. I think they play Houston, UCF, and Memphis on the road. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, I could be have one of those flipped. But uh, I, I don't know. That's the team to beat. I love Desmond Ritter. I think he's a fantastic quarterback. Luke Fickle has recruited his ass off for three years, in and row, yeah. those just... guys are now sophomores and juniors yep. with experience. And they won 11 games last year. I don't see. I don't see them taking that huge of a step back no i I don't think they'll take a step back either they're going to be good um are they going to be 10 win good or are they going to be 12 win good that's kind of where uh not 12 11 win good because it's going to be it's you know they going on the road to houston going on the road to memphis memphis could go could fall memphis could be as good they were last year where are they going to be we don't know uh houston houston's probably going to be better so uh, yeah, um, you know, speaking to some people uh, that cover Houston, uh, Scott Holman podcast, that they're the numbers kind of suggest that you know they're going to be like 2016 USF, all offense, no defense, just going to try to outscore you, um, and they they have the talent to do so. They've got um, I think his name's Marquez Stevenson, he's a thousand yard receiver back. That mm. I think they return their top three rushers, including De'Aaron King. Um, they're, they've got some legitimate talent on offense, and with how Dana likes to spread it out and air raid, I think like a 3,500, 1,000, you know, 35 in the air, 1,000 on the ground, or 4,000 in the air, 1,000 on the yeah. ground is not out of the question with De'Aaron King, with the yeah. talent that's around them. And then defensively, I mean, lo- losing Ed Oliver is obviously a huge loss, but they weren't that great defensively last no, year. No, they were not. So where are they going to be this year? The new defensive coordinator, um, new staff. Yeah, I think again, it was basically that if they can go from marginally bad or horrific to just uh, mediocre, yeah, that's going to push them over the edge. I picked them to win the West. I don't trust Mike Norvell (laughs) in a big game. He's he's lemon booty Mike for 
eternity? I think he'll figure it out. I mean, he's not like, you know, he hasn't been coaching forever. I think he'll eventually figure it out. He's also had to play UCF, you know, a gangbusters UCF team four times in two years. And he couldn't beat any of those games every (laughs) single time. I think think Memphis in those, I think in the two games last year, Memphis put up like nearly 70 points in the first half and maybe 20 in the second half of those games. And yeah. Half time adjustments win you games, and he's clearly doing something wrong. Yeah, uh, they lost it, they blew a lead against Navy early in the year. Yeah, and then it turns out Navy was really bad. Yeah, so it's like, when are we going to see it? They blew they blew the ball game, they had a lead oh, at halftime right. against Wake Forest, yeah. blew that. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, when Tulane's the only team that won a bowl game in your conference, something so it's probably, yeah. Your top teams need to pick it up, but I think the top four are Cincy and UCF out of the East, Houston and Memphis out of the West, and then the the middle seven is just a huge question mark. You can, uh, I mean, Tulsa is not going to be great, but you never know; they could figure it out. Yeah, SMU, they could. I mean, what Sunny Ducks could figure it out? Who knows? Maybe <laughs> I don't. I, mean, I don't know about that. I mean, Tulane's always going to play hard. Yep. They're, gonna, they're, they're never going to. They're never going to give you a game. So you have to. You know, you have to play them hard. Willie Fritz uh, said, I think it was today. You know, we, you know, we won a bowl game. That's not our goal anymore. Getting making a bowl is not our goal anymore. Yeah. We're here to win conference championships. And they brought in um, Will Hall from Memphis, who's the tight ends coach, to be their new offense coordinator. So they're still going to run like a shotgun spread, but they're going to do it more up tempo, uh, a little bit quicker. You're going to see more college style of uh, offense from them. And I think they've, I think they've had the talent to do so. Uh, and their defensive line is going to be one of the best in the country. Yeah, I mean, they were, I've, I've seen some top ten defensive line lists, and seeing Tulane on there at first surprised me, but now I'm kind of thinking more. It's probably not. A yeah, surprise. It's for it's for good reason. Um, any other storylines that you are looking forward to this season, and you know, tomorrow? I mean, obviously the big one for USF is what is. I like what's our offense going to look like. Uh, you know, is 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 Kerwin's system from Valdosta State going to work here? Uh, I mean, it's, it's people. Everybody seems to like it. The, the offensive players here seem pretty happy about it. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, that's a big thing for us. Yeah, uh, it's big, making sure that these guys know their jobs because you know they have an actual playbook now, <laughs> which uh, they did not have. I mean, uh, it's. When you just run hitches, goes, and halfback dives, it, you can, when you only have three options, you don't really need a playbook. But uh, these guys run a pro-style offense, and from what I've been told, they put in pretty much everything in the spring and uh, kind of threw it at them because they need to know this stuff yeah. for August 30th, which is— It's a lot to know. I mean, yeah, I think, a month and a half away. I, when I, I thought about it, like about three days ago, I was like, oh, college football is next month. And I, and I was like, wait a second, there we go. So, yeah, no, it's, it's I mean, it's a, it's a big playbook. It's a lot, to, a lot for everybody to learn. Um, are they going to know it all on day one against Wisconsin? That's— <laughs> It's like it's like oh, it's like not, we're not starting with FCS or whatever. We're mm-hmm. starting with Wisconsin, Wisconsin, FCS. and then Georgia Tech, and, and then Georgia, <laughs> and then you get the FCS. Yeah. Um, so week three, week three, we'll, 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 we'll yeah. So <laughs> hopefully we have our hopefully we have the playbook uh, you know down pat for South Carolina State. Yeah. So I mean historically, you know, every offense has their hiccups. Um, 
the first few games of a new head co- a new coach's tenure. Uh, it does take at each of his stops. It does take Kerwin's guys a little little adjustment period. So you know if they, God forbid, if they score like fifteen to seventeen points in week one, don't panic. This is kind of par for the course. We're nothing. We're we're not the exception yeah. until proven otherwise. We are not the exception to that rule. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we don't. We haven't had to do that before and have a little patience with the, with a new coach coming in and and telling us to be patient because he's had to rebuild something and then mm-hmm. and then eventually it worked out. But uh, <laughs> it would be nice if they came out like they had this thing down for for Wisconsin at home with almost certainly the biggest crowd, home crowd of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think. I mean, I don't think there's another game. That touches it. Is BYU at home? BYU is at home. I mean, do the Mormons travel? Uh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, there could be a huge Mormon contingent invading Tampa in October. I mean, I, I feel but, like they, I feel like their fans are like Notre Dame fans when they go to some a new place. They could they might bring a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so it would be nice to have a, a good sized home crowd for that. But I mean, at the same time, if you have a big home crowd, but you know, a third of it is from another school, and that's not exactly the best. No, it's not. Um, let's see. Is there anything I really need to talk about? No. Um, do you have any embarrassing Colin stories? <laughs> I don't think I have any. Do I have any embarrassing Colin stories? No, I, I, the only times I've hung out with him is when we've been either drunk tailgating or <laughs> <laughs> or after uh, – after the last USF appearance at the Big East Conference Tournament in, in Madison Square Garden, which uh, we had a nice Korean barbecue right afterwards. It was actually a really nice night after losing, blowing a game against Seton Hall. Now, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I heard a story that when you were living in South Korea, you saw Terrence Leather play. I did see Terrence Leather play, yeah. He was playing uh, in the KBL, Korean Basketball League. Um, I, <laughs> I yelled... Uh, go Bulls a couple times from the crowd and he kind of like like just gave me a weird look and I was like this is I was like what is, oh, God, this isn't good <laughs> I didn't realize it was him either at first I saw him run up and down the court I was like I know that guy he looks really familiar and then uh, I was with a uh, Korean friend of mine and she was um, she looked up his name and she was like Terrence Redder and I was like Redder? No, leather, because L and R in Korean it can be it's the same letter for both. And so she said, Redder, Redder. And I was like, Leather? Oh, it's Terrence Leather. It's like I've seen him play a million times at the Sun Dome. So it was actually pretty cool to see him over there. He's on like, he was on like posters and stuff. I think eventually uh, he was run out of the league, though, <laughs> for disciplinary reasons. Whoops. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, no, it was cool to see him out there. Uh, um, I think that's the furthest I've seen any USF athlete play. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I don't think the furthest I've seen a USF athlete play is in Birmingham. <laughs> Birmingham. Yeah. All right. So that. So going to Georgia Tech will be the furthest for you then. Yeah. Isn't yeah. I'm uh, yeah. gonna try to make that a family trip. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, flights Southwest flights again. Shout out Southwest. Uh, they're super cheap. Somebody's looking for his own private for promo code. I mean, for real. <laughs> Dang, hook me up. Um, Southwest, I think, like round trip was like 150 bucks for one person. So, that's, I mean, that's not too bad. Um, no, that's a good destination game for us. It's an easy, it's an easy drive for the people that like driving. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
it's you know Atlanta's a nice big city for people to do stuff it's I think I, I mean I try to go to a road game every year if it's closer far and we went to Chicago last year it was great mm-hmm. for the Illinois game and we won which is which is nice uh, come from behind last second win <laughs> um, uh, and we actually had a decent amount of USF fans there yeah uh, and it was probably four to one um, Illinois fans to USF fans but that, I mean that's still a pretty decent amount for for a game that's you know two uh, more than a thousand miles away um, but we should have a decent amount of decent USF contingent in, in Atlanta this year yeah I know that the Atlanta alumni chapter is going to be setting something up and I think we're going to be doing something with them so oh, cool. it's going to be nice uh, it's going to be pretty great. I think we might be doing the after party to their party or something like that. So, yeah, right. Nice. Uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, Andy Katz was talking to Michael Kelly uh, during the Facebook Live portion of tonight's uh, proceedings. And he said, like Andy Katz, before he even started talking to Michael Kelly about football, he was like, I just want to get this you know, on the record. USF men's basketball is going to the NCAA tournament next year. Oh, very nice. And... That- I don't see why not. No, no. I mean, that would be the next step. Uh, I mean, I, well, I guess the next step technically would be NIT, but I think we can we, we have a, a good enough team to to leapfrog that and get into the tournament. Mm-hmm. I mean, I con- the conference won't be that great this this, this coming year. Yeah, so. I mean, UCF. I mean, they've had to replace just about every yeah. important person. Aubrey yeah. Dawkins, uh, their point guard, uh, transferred to like Georgetown or something like yeah. that to be a backup point guard. I mean, Memphis uh, is going to be really good. Memphis obviously. is going to be good, man. That that Penny Hardaway money is something else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're going to be good right away. That's just, but other than that, I mean, our, you know, USF should be should they be don't, in the they, top part if we have if we're still at a four team conference in the tournament. Yeah. Um, it you know, for the first time in like five years, there hasn't been major turnover either with a coach or with the roster. Yeah. And I think that continuity is going to show next year. Um, yeah, no, should, Alexis Yetna yeah, no, should still should develop more. Um, yep. Quincy's coming back. I mean, David Collins entering his what, he's going to be a junior now. Um, there's there's that there's a leap there. Uh, Michael Durr was fantastic toward the end of the year. Absolutely. I think he's going to make yeah. a leap. Um, I don't know how much run the freshmen are going to get, but uh, from is videos, Kerr, is Kerr here for another year? I think Kerr has two more years. Two more years. Um, so we have a lot of bigs for, especially for this conference. Yeah. Um, um, Justin Brown, another year older. We get um, Zach Dawson, the Oklahoma State transfer, who is apparently a sharpshooter. So he kind of we could kind of use <laughs> as, as usual. I mean, that's, I mean, historically USF has been awful at three point yeah. shooting, and um, you know Brian Gregory said it best. USF set the single season uh, three point makes in a year, and then he was like, "We suck at those. Yeah, we we suck at threes." And we know, it's funny you say historically bad. My first this is going way back. My first memory of, of seeing USF on ESPN ever was uh, a game. It was a highlights from a game where USF went 0, and, 0 for fifteen or 0 for nineteen. That sounds from, about from, right. From three, this is I'm, I'm thinking this is about ninety five, and uh, and I had never heard of oh, USF. Wow. And I was just, I'm like, this is this is really bad. And they, and they showed, obviously, they showed every miss, and they were all terrible. Uh, back in, I guess, I think this was the Metro Conference days. 
Yeah, I think so. Is it so. Metro Conference think, or uh, early CUSA? I can't remember. No, I think it was still Metro. But, I think I think our pal Andrew Fraser was on those teams. Um, no, this is before. This is before that. Really? Maybe, I don't know. Like, I'm I think he was like mid nineties, maybe for like Fred Lewis. Yeah, it, it was it was not good. It was not good. But I'm like, okay, this is this this is this is this, the you know college I end up going to. So, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, we if we can get a sharpshooter for this season, it would be very nice. Yeah, uh, you know, Justin continues to improve. You know, spread the floor a little bit. Let Quince and David drive the paint. Durr and Yetna clean up if yeah. if Yetna can again. Improve his outside shot. He's he's he I mean, can put if, the ball on the floor and get to the hoop. He's got a good post up game. Like if he can if he can hit an eighteen footer or a three, I think that's going to be big. I mean, if Yenna can hit outside shots, he's going to be looked at by the next level. I mean, it's he's got a lot of game everywhere else. Mm-hmm. So if he can get if he has a consistent three point shot, that's you know he'll do he might do what LeQuincy did this year at least and just yeah. get, get get a look in from the from the NBA and see you know what people think of him there yep absolutely um man, that's it for me you got yeah, any no i'm any, good too we'll catch y'all tomorrow you'll hopefully see this or listen to it tomorrow morning yeah Shout out to Vito. uh have a good night go bulls go bulls